we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what it's called The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Babble, babble, babble. 
Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Okay, it's all on you. If you want to start your weekend now, you can absolutely start your weekend now. Life is all about perspective. So to me, the weekend starts now. Drop on the clues bombs for Thursday. Yeah, today's the weekend, okay? That means we're not coming to work tomorrow? What you mean? That does oh, not mean we that. We still got to work tomorrow. We're just going to do the Then that ain't the weekend, then. It is the weekend. No, we got to go to work tomorrow. And I work on the weekend, too, I feel like, so... Mm. Don't mess up my perspective. Okay, if you don't want it to be the weekend, you don't have to make it, let it be the weekend. It's the weekend for me, Dan. Okay, so you're identifying as the weekend. I am identifying <laughs> as the weekend. Today is Trans Friday. Trans weekend starts now. Okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever you say. That's right. All right. Well, I want to shout out to Greenwood Bank and to the Gathering Spot. I hosted a conversation for them on Twitter space yesterday. They were talking about uh, Greenwood Bank acquiring the Gathering Spot, two black-owned businesses coming together to help create generational wealth. Dope. And Yes, so it was a great conversation. So shout out to them and everybody who was uh, listening. Okay. And also, uh, today, Mr. Wonderful will be joining us this morning. Tell him who Mr. Wonderful is, because that could be a wrestler, a porn star, or what? Kevin O'Leary. You probably know him from Shark Tank. Oh, I was way off. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, gentleman that is probably the meanest on Shark Tank and tries to get the uh, worst deals a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deals always benefit him, but that's how, you know. Oh, shrewd, worst deals shrewd. for the other give people. Yeah, for the other people. Yeah, 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 he's a shrewd businessman, as they would say. But he's going to be joining us this morning. We're going to be talking about our Shark Tank and some of the things that he's uh, working on. So we're going to be chopping it up with him in a little bit. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we starting with? All right. Well, let's start with Nike versus StockX. All right. We'll get into Not it. Not the Senate suiting down Roe versus Wade? <laughs> no. That's oh. We had that this morning. Don't worry. That's the next hour. Nike versus StockX is more important. Is it? Well, no. We no, have, we have no. two front page news I'm breaks, guys. All right. What's the Breakfast Club? Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Yesterday, did you watch the game, Charlemagne? I watched the Bucks and the Celtics. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. It shows you why defense wins championships. Uh, drop on the clues, Bonds, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday at the end of that game was phenomenal. That's right. <laughs> on defense. I, I can't remember a defensive sequence like that in a long time. Bucks beat the Celtics 110-107. Oh, that's and phenomenal. The Grizzlies, without Ja. Uh, killed Warriors last night, one thirty-four to ninety-five. Yeah, I went to. I, went, I fell asleep watching that. Yeah, I went to sleep on that game. It looked like it was, it was blown going that way. Day. Yeah, it was getting nasty. <laughs> it's, wild, it's weird though. I mean, it's almost one of those times where somebody comes in way too comfortable. They came in too comfortable the last game that Ja didn't play. Yeah, so, and, I mean they ended up winning, barely winning, but yeah, Curry had fourteen, Thompson had uh, nineteen, uh, Green only had five, and Poole only had three points. All right. What else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, Chris Paul's mom, Robin, uh, had told what happened to Kenny Smith inside the NBA and talked about the fan allegedly harassing her and getting physical with her during the Mavericks win, 111-101. to And here is what Kenny Smith said happened. She was very adamant about what happened. She was like, no, Kenny, the guy was inebriated, and he was trying to be funny by continually tapping me saying, happy Mother's Day. And she tapped. She said, well... Thank you, but don't touch me. And he continued to do that, and then at the and in between would scream out obscenities about the sons. F the sons, F the sons, and continue to tap us. So that's when it escalated uh, to that magnitude because I think then Jaden, uh, Chris's wife, uh, tried to go up to tell the uh, the security and the bar not to serve him anymore 
because he was inebriated. I thought it was the, the teenager kid. It wasn't a teen that everybody thought it was, the 16-year-old kid that they, well, they were young. There were two unruly fans. Yeah, I guess not if they were drinking. Drinking, right. Right, and so that person was removed by security during the game. And on Monday, the Mavericks said in a statement, two unruly fans had been banned until 2023. So they said that behavior is unacceptable. They need more than that. You need they need to get arrested. Like banning them don't mean anything. And and how do they know who's banned or not? They now can still I'm, purchase tickets off StubHub and then go to the game and nobody no, know who they are. No, that's a hell of an offense. If you are a, a fan of a team and you get banned Bro, from the how, arena, but how are you really banned? What do you mean? Exactly. They ban you. I you could buy a ticket and just walk right in. You no, think? I think they put your name on a list or something. Yeah, but they they, 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 they put your face at the front door and say, "There's no like security everywhere." Twenty thousand people walking into the yeah, game. You think I, they can see yes. the band who's not? Hell no. Yeah, I think they can. Hell no. Absolutely. No. If your dad goes and to a somebody game, at the game, will tell him he's banned. I know he's banned. If your dad goes to a Jets game, he wears a hat on and goes walk. Nobody's gonna know it's him. There's no way. They, they, you think out of 20,000 people that they see weekly, they're going to remember your dad's I don't dad's think he's face. walking anywhere except for AT&T Stadium. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, the general manager of the Nets, Sean Marks, was speaking out about Kyrie Irving's future with the Nets, and here's what he had to say. It's honestly not just Kyrie. I mean, you bring Kyrie up, but we have decisions to make on, on a variety of different free agents throughout, uh, throughout our roster. Um, we haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it would be unfair for me to comment on you know how it looks with with us and Kyrie because to be quite frank he has some decisions to make on his own so he has to look um, at what he's going to do with his player option and so forth like that but I think we know what we're looking for you know we're looking for guys that want to come in here be part of something bigger than themselves um, play selfless play team basketball uh, and be available and that goes not only for Kyrie but for for everybody here he's basically talking to Kyrie he's saying Kyrie is selfish and he's saying Kyrie thinks it's all about him that's basically what he said yeah but will another team you know invest and gamble with Kyrie yeah. I don't know like Stephen A. Smith said you know he would never sign Kyrie to a long term deal he said he would do it by a year, on a year by year basis alright now Nike versus StockX now Nike um, is complaining and has a filing against StockX and the most damning of these statements includes Nike's claim that they purchased four counterfeit pairs of purported Nikes through StockX between December of last year and January of this year. You know, they're, suppo they're supposed to authenticate the sneakers. Now, StockX has responded and said, we take customer protection extremely seriously and we've invested millions to fight the proliferation of counterfeit products that virtually every global marketplace faces today. Nike's latest filing is not only baseless, but also is curious, given that their own brand protection team has communicated confidence in our authentication process and that hundreds of Nike employees, including current senior executives, use StockX to buy and sell products. Yeah, which is real weird. I know you, you've been to StockX before. Yeah. I've been there as well. They took us through the whole authentication process. Yeah, they usually hire people that used to work at these brands. So, like, uh, you know, they sell handbags. They sell watches there now. They also sell sneakers. So they usually hire people that used to work at Nike or work for Adidas or work for these places to see if those sneakers are real or not. So I know StockX, I know and it's like anything else. There will be fakes that get through, but they really have a, a program to really try to stop that. Mm -hmm. Like, says, they don't play with it. You know, StockX says they use over 100 data points and that their authenticators are better equipped than anyone to verify a shoe's legitimacy. To the point where they start with the smell of the sneaker. Like, they could smell a sneaker and see, you know, if the leather's real or where the leather came from. Like, they get busy over there at StockX. And I'm not saying that because I, I get endorsed because I'm not endorsing them, but we went through the process to actually see... And we tried. I think we even tried. We were trying to figure out a, a, a fake sneaker. They put I got us it right. Test one you got time. it right, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we both got it right. But, you know, they smell it to see. All right. I didn't smell them, but mm. um, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. 
800-585-1. I just bought something from StockX, too. Now I'm got to double yeah, and triple check. It. Damn it, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it should be here in a couple of days. So, right. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Dalimar. Hey, Dalimar. Get it off your chest, mama. Alrighty, so DJ Envy, I got a question that my boyfriend and I have not stopped talking about since September of last year. Mm-hmm. So, we was in Atlantic City. You was doing your uh, real estate seminars. And my boyfriend and I were in the same garage as you, and we saw, we were celebrating our fifth anniversary, and we saw you pull up in this beautiful, dark green, matted, SUV-looking car. And from the drive from New Jersey back to Connecticut, we could not figure out what kind of car it was. Yo, you like that car? That was actually- We love that car. Guess guess what kind of car it was? She can't. We was thinking Range <laughs> Rover. Range Rover. Mm-hmm. Or a Jeep. Jeep. It's actually a Ford Explorer. That's my assistant's car. My assistant picked me up from the airport, Mercedes, and drove me. Yeah, it's a Ford Explorer. It's dope, right? Looked like a Range Rover. She um, uh, she uh, uh, wrapped it in matte green, and it's hard. Everybody thinks it's a Range Rover or, or, or a Benz, but nah, it's actually a Ford Explorer. Yo, yo, oh my God. Looked, Can I shout out my Instagram? I'm an upcoming actress also. Yeah, go ahead. All right, it's Dolly underscore like Salvador. Okay, mama, you have a good one. Shout out to my assistant. Yeah, it's a matte green. She loves that car. And everybody thinks it's a Range or a Benz or something else. But nah, it's a, it's a Ford Explorer. It's dope. It's beautiful. Y'all stay blessed and stay powerful. All right. Blessings. Hello, who's this? Good morning, my comedy buddy, Angela. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Where so you is, been? This is Stack, this Snack Man. This is uh, Snack Man. Angela this is our resident comedian. comedian from the Breakfast Club. No, he's Angela. He's personal comedian. Yes, and thank you for the 700 views for my birthday month, Angela. Um, no problem. Replace that. Yeah, I replaced that video with my May 4th uh, set. Hey, get to it, man. We don't have time for this. I know what Will Smith, a.k.a. the slap man of Bel Air, was thinking moments before he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. What was it? What? I can't believe you got Amy Schumer instead of Snack Man. Thank you, Angela. <laughs> I would tell you have a blessed day, but I ain't wasting God's time. <laughs> Why okay. do you laugh at his jokes? Like, you encourage him to keep writing, and he's trash. Because sometimes stuff be so funny, because... That's not funny. No, he's never funny. I've not. never laughed not yeah, once. Yeah, i never laughed either. Not even chuckled. Not hey, even Snack bit. Man, keep going. Keep Get- going what? Yeah, I want him to keep keep living, but don't keep going that comedy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey! I'm Dallin. I'm Dallin. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's Tia 803. Hey, what's up, bro? Get Metro! Uh-uh, Jenkinsville, Charlemagne. Jenkinsville. Oh, Jenkinsville. What's happening, my brother? <laughs> Not much, man. Just call and say what up to the Brother Club, man. DJ Amy, Charlemagne, and Anthony. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey, feeling good this morning, man. And hey, just say I appreciate what y'all doing, all that, man. Appreciate okay. you, King. All right, brother. Oh, yeah, man. But hey, um, I was going to pull up my son, man, but she wouldn't wake up. I hope she hit it. I tried to get a little business um, out there, but I Do it anyway. You know, you know, the hey. Breakfast Club is also a podcast, and so she can listen to it later on the podcast. All right, well, Sean, did my big sister, Sean the Trap. If you hear this, I'm shooting you out. Hey, check out her name on Moments and Memories. She does decorations. It's fantastic. I mean, she do weddings. She do baby showers. Anything you need, hit her because she's real good, man, and she affordable. Okay, right now in these times, we need that. All right, brother. You have a good one, man. Hello, who's this? 
What's up, DJ Envy? Good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Uber Mike. How you doing? Uber Mike, what's up? Get it off your chest. Uh, real quick, Angela Yee, I can't make your Yee this year, but I will make DJ Envy's car show this year. Oh, which one are you coming to? Houston or, or Atlanta? I'll be in Houston. I want to see if I can get my car in there, but I, I, I know I don't have to type car for you. <laughs> no, nah, it don't matter. I mean, if you got a car, that's what the car show's about. What, what type of car? Anything in particular. No, no, whatever you put your, your work and effort into, man. It's a two, 2009 Toyota Camry with 235,000 miles. Oh, that's perfect. I like that. That's yeah. my style right there. That's my style right there, we got, King. We got, we got a section for you in, in, the, in, the, in the car show for that, bro. I'm, I'm, it's called the parking lot. It's called the parking lot. Yeah. That's thing, disrespectful. Last thing, last thing. <laughs> hey, I got your book. Can I get an autograph? I got your book. Yeah, my wife would be there and I'll be there. So, yeah, you could get you could get both our signatures. All right, last thing. When are you going to give our free book? If Charlamagne give our books, when are you going to give them out? I'm not Charlemagne. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm not Charlemagne over there. But uh, I'll, I'll, we, uh, we, we definitely will be out there and uh, can't wait to meet you, but Mike. All right, cool. I'll see you out there. All right, brother. I'm assuming he drives Uber. I'm Hello? just going to assume that. I, I think so. Hello, who's this? Yeah, it's Dwayne from Hampton. Dwayne What's up, from Dwayne? 757. What up? Get it off your chest. You know, like, hey, uh, I want you guys to uh, play uh, the song Moonlight by Jay Z from Sound 444. Love that record. Yeah, I think that speaks to so much that's going on with these uh, rappers getting locked up and all that and seeing how uh, Wallow is speaking to Young Thug about how he should keep his head cool while he's up on top of anything. So I think Moonlight is a good song to listen to for everybody. Jay-Z got, uh, 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 what, what song was that? You got hit with the Rico. It was all good was just, just a week, week ago. ago. What song yeah. was that? I, I don't remember. That was the one with Too Short? It was all good just a week ago? No, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Me doing to recall. All right, brother. Well, have a good one, man. All right, you too, boss. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, E? Yes, and let's talk about Regina King. You know, ever since her uh, son passed... People have not seen her, but now we've uh, actually seen a picture of her and we'll tell you who posted it and what the caption was. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Regina King. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report, Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Regina King's cousin posted a picture of her, and he also captioned it, Seeing Cuzzo Smile Made Today Complete and Continue to Pray for the Mothers Who Are Living Without Their Children. Mm. As you know, Regina Mm -hmm. King's son, her only son, her only child, Ian Alexander Jr., took his own life on Saturday, January 22nd. He was only 26 years old. She has been out of the public eye ever since that happened. She did release a statement in January. Our family is devastated at the deepest level by the loss of Ian. He is such a bright light who cared so deeply about the happiness of others. Our family asked for a respectful consideration during this private time. Thank you. And so there was not much said since then other than Vivica Fox on Cocktails with Queens uh, revealing a text message that Regina wanted people to see and that's it, you know, that Mm-mm. she was doing okay. So it's nice that he was able to post a picture of the two of them on FaceTime with her smiling. Sending healing energy to Regina King always. Absolutely. All right. Now, PETA is mad at Sierra and at Russell Wilson. <laughs> For what? Well, they got a new puppy. 
for Mother's Day, but PETA is saying that they clearly bought that puppy from a breeder and did not rescue a dog from a shelter instead. Oh, come on, PETA. <laughs> Knock it off. The couple's new dog, Bronco, is a purebred. And likely from a breeder, they said, where mother dogs are often locked inside filthy cages and bred over and over until their bodies give out. And they said PETA is calling on the couple to level up oh, on kindness by adopting a companion for this pup instead of fueling the homeless animal crisis. You know how much that dog probably cost that they bought? A lot. Exactly. Come on, Ingrid and everybody at PETA. Knock it off. Okay? It's not about how much it costs. Exactly. The dog got but a home. All right? They don't like the conditions where dogs are bred. Well, they well the dog's in way. better conditions now. Ingrid and Peter. Who's Ingrid? Ingrid Jesus. is the president yeah, of Peter. Oh. They harass. I'm not. They send me stuff all the time. <laughs> they send me stuff up here all the time. Like what? Oh, I don't. Ingrid's always sending me books and magazines and cards, and she sent me a wallet which didn't. I didn't understand because it's made out of leather. It's made out it was of a Wu Tang Clan wallet. Ingrid, but salute to Peter. Wow. Drop one of clues bombs for Peter. You should send it back. I like Ingrid. I'm the one that booked her to come up on the show. You should, I have no problem with what Peter does. You should does. send it back and say you can't accept it because the leather is, you, you know. Yes, but Peter. Are you sure it's leather? I don't know, but Peter's ridiculous, okay? And they, they you know, when they, they, they don't want us to use animal terms. Like, you can't call somebody a chicken. You can't say bullpen what? in baseball. Stop it. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> I, I guess I can't say bulls, you know? You can't. Like, come on. All right. <laughs> uh, young Thug is facing seven additional felony charges following the police raid at his Atlanta home. Goodness gracious. They raided his home in Buckhead. And in addition to Rico and participation in criminal street gang activity counts, he was hit with during his arrest on Monday. Now he has seven new felony charges. That includes possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute, possession of firearm during commission of a felony, possession of sawed-off shotgun, sawed-off rifle, machine gun, dangerous weapon or silencer, and three charges of unlawful participation in criminal gang activity while employed by associated with a criminal street gang. Well, don't raid my house and you wouldn't find all this stuff. <laughs> don't raid my house. Don't come okay, in my building. Give, give me an opportunity to turn myself in. Okay. All right, now Young Thug's Eesh. father recently did an interview with a local Atlanta news station, and here's what Jeffrey Williams Sr. had to say. I think my son has been, I am fairly linked to a lot of things, but, you know, it's up to us to prove it. He said he's going to fight for him until the end, because I'm his father. Absolutely. All right, so in addition to that, Gunna has appeared in court as law his lawyers are proclaiming that he's innocent. And they point out what a huge ally Gunner has been to Atlanta over the last few years. They He created the first ever free in-school grocery and clothing store. He fed over 400 children weekly, hosted nationally sponsored giveaways for victims of disasters and food uh, shortages. They did say in a statement to TMZ that the indictment falsely portrays his music as part of a criminal conspiracy and that Mr. Kitchens, his real name is Sergio Kitchens, has been an advocate for his community and it is our privilege to advocate for him. Yeah, I don't even understand what they got Gunner connected to. I mean, YSL is a record label, so if I'm signed to YSL and I'm shouting out YSL and even if I'm throwing up a YSL sign, it's because of the record label. So what is, what is, what is even, I don't even see what the charge Gunner's connected to. They just said conspiracy to violate a RICO. What does that even mean? I have no idea. All right, now Casanova has pleaded guilty in a federal racketeering case. He's been accused of having a leadership role in the untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation Bloods gang. He pleaded guilty to one count of conspiring to conduct and participate in the conduct of the affairs of a criminal enterprise through a pattern of racketeering activity and another count of conspiring to distribute over 100 kilos of marijuana. So in addition, uh, 
They said, according to reports, he admitted with his guilty plea to shooting at someone with whom he was having a gambling dispute at a party in Florida in July of 2020. And he admitted to participation in marijuana trafficking in a 2018 robbery. The maximum prison sentence for him uh, for the two counts is 60 years with a mandatory minimum Sheesh. of five years in prison. Mm. And sentencing is, is scheduled to take place on December 6th. The moral of the story is do the right thing. Y'all can have these streets. And if the people around you don't want to grow and level up when you do, leave them. <laughs> leave them. <laughs> leave them. Goodness gracious. Man. All right. I saw he did thank Chris Brown also for sending him money too while he's been um, locked up. That's good. I'm glad C. Breezy is doing that because I wonder about stuff like that because you see mm -hmm. these guys and, you know, they be around everybody in the industry and partying and dancing and everything else. It's like when they're in these situations, are they still getting held down? All right, and Jeannie Mai spoke out yesterday on The Real about whether or not she is joining Real Housewives of Atlanta. There were rumors that she was joining the cast. Here's what she had to say. I literally was over here just having a baby, and I'm hearing these rumors. I was like, where, how am I going to go from this into that? Because that's a full-time job. Girl, but right. you would make an excellent housewife. R what is it that you, you think? You can come on as my friend. Oh, you can. Crazy. We can make this I love machine. you. Yeah, I live for you. Thank, I think she would thank make you. Thank you, and I love you ladies, too. I, I love all you ladies. But I, I know that's a complete rumor. I haven't talked to one person. My people haven't talked to one person from Bravo, so that was a complete rumor that got made up. I, I'm going to leave it to you guys. <laughs> is the door closed? Well. Is the, the door, door all right, that was Kenya from Real Housewives of Atlanta with Jeannie Mai. So it's not happening. And that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? We'll be talking about Joe Biden on the Senate vote on the Women's Health Protection Act. You know, the fundamental rights for women are at risk at the Supreme Court. And we'll tell you uh, what happened. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here from my friends at the General Insurance. Switch to the General and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to find out more. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency in Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Let's get in some front page news. Now, yesterday, the Bucks beat the Celtics 110-107. And the Grizzlies game. beat the Warriors 134-95. to Blew them out. Just watch the last two minutes of that uh, Bucks celtics game, man, if you ever want to see what, you know, uh, real defense looks like and why defense wins championships. All right. Now, mm -hmm. let's talk about the Women's Health Protection Act. It had already passed the House, and then it was shot down at the Senate. Here is what Kamala Harris had to say after the uh, vote on the uh, protecting the right for women to choose. The majority of the American people believe in defending a woman's right, her choice, to decide what happens to her own body. And this vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on this issue. It also makes clear that a priority for all who care about this issue, a priority should be to elect pro-choice leaders at the local, the state, and the federal level. Because what we are seeing around this country are extremist Republican leaders who are seeking to criminalize and punish women from making decisions about their own body. All of that is true, but once again, President Joe Manchin, 
the lone Democrat who joins all the Republicans to tank the bill that would help to protect voting rights. And it's incredible to me that even with a woman vice president, Kamala Harris, and all these women in that administration, they still won't use this opportunity to finally start calling out the person who is always stopping progress, President Joe Manchin. Well, not one Republican in Congress voted for this bill. And as you know, uh, Joe Manchin is a lone Democrat who did also tank this. Mm, Here's what mm, Joe mm, Manchin mm. had to say to reporters about voting against the Women's Health Protection Act. That, uh, we're going to be voting on a piece of legislation, which I will not vote for today. Uh, but I would vote for a Roe v. Wade codification if it was today. I was hopeful for that. You but I found that? out yesterday in caucus that wasn't going to be. And you probably heard about that by now. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer already knew that this was going to get shot down. It was shot down uh, 51 to 49. But they said this was largely symbolic, and he wanted to make sure that as the American people are watching, the public will not forget which side of the vote senators fall on today. Here's what he said on the Senate floor. Before the day is over, every member of this body will make a choice. Vote to protect the fundamental rights of women across the country or stand with five conservative justices ready to destroy these rights in one felled swoop. For half a century, Roe v. Wade has been the bedrock upon which women have secured the freedom to make their own decisions when it comes to their bodies. A decision, if enacted, will go down as one of the worst <sighs> court decisions ever. Republicans did what I expected them to do. But my question is, how come Democrats aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing? One man, one person has been consistent in blocking Biden's whole agenda, and now he won't even vote to protect abortion rights after claiming he supports abortion rights? Like, if Democrats had a party line vote and all of them voted the same way, the tie-breaking vote would always go to VP Kamala Harris. Anytime there's a 50-50 tie in the Senate, it goes to the VP. So all they, all they have to do is what Republicans always do and vote the party line. Mm -hmm. I thought they needed 60 votes. For what? Um, for this to pass in the Not Senate. Not in this, in the Senate, it's 50-50. I thought it was 60-40. So this is 50-50 in the Senate. John Lewis Voting Rights Act, Freedom to Vote Act, Abort Abortion Rights Act, Build Back Better, George Floyd Policing Act. How many things is President Manchin going to shoot down? All right, now to protect the right to choose, voters need to elect more pro-choice senators this November and return a pro-choice majority to the House. Joe uh, Biden was tweeting about that. And he said the protections that the Women's Health Protection Act would ensure are essential to the health, safety and progress of our nation. While it did not pass today, my administration will not stop fighting to protect access to women's reproductive care. I just wish that Democrats would start calling out Joe Manchin. You know, we've been like, saying that for the I last know. I know. That's what they, they got upset with me when I asked Vice President Kamala Harris, who's the real president of this country. But it's like when they don't call out Manchin, it makes me feel like they're all complicit. And if they're all complicit, guess what's going to happen? Voters going to hit the Democrats with the RICO come midterms. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Joe Manchin is the leader. He's going to get them all conspiracy charges. They're all going down because of him. My goodness. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now when we come back, Kevin O'Leary will be joining us. You know him from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful. So we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Mm -hmm. We have Kevin O'Leary, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. How you feeling? You came up with your own camera setup, his own setup. You came prepared. I don't mess around, man. <laughs> now, do you own any of these products? I just... 
Uh, these are all Apple. I own the stock. Okay. Oh, you own the stock. <laughs> you very popular, man. Uh, all day long, people have been saying, Mr. Wonderful's coming up here. That's right. Well, I, I appreciate that. There's truth in advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Shark Tank. Now, you've been in Shark Tank for how long now? Long 14, 14 seasons. We're, we're all amazed by what this has turned into. It's fantastic. Do you still love it, and does it allow you to do your real job or all the other, other things that you have to do? Well, it's turned into my real job. I mean, we've been investing in companies now you know, dozens of them, if not, you know, 50, 60, 70 each. And some of them have been wildly successful. I mean, it is the American dream. That's what happens when you get a hit. And here's what I've learned. You don't know what's going to work. You may think you do. That's right. But each season, the deals that I think are real dogs end up being huge hits and vice versa. It, mm. You just don't know. So you need a portfolio. You need to do, you know, 10, 12 deals, hoping two or three really work out and pay for the mistakes. That's all you can hope to do, right? I mean, it's all a gamble at the end of the day. It is, it is. And it and it's remarkable to see, you know, particularly during the pandemic, how these entrepreneurs pivoted, how they just had to chuck and jive to stay alive. I mean, it was really hard because they, they lost their retail distribution. Mm-hmm. And most of these companies are consumer goods and services. So if they don't have any distribution, they go to zero. And they figured out how to sell direct. They did, you know, something remarkable. They built businesses direct to consumer all around the world. Mm-hmm. And they started giving up retail because when you sell direct, your margins are much higher and you get all that information about your customer. Nike did the same thing during the pandemic. They went to 60% direct consumer around the world. So did the Shark Tank companies. You know what I wondered about uh, people, who, certain entrepreneurs during COVID, certain people created COVID-friendly businesses, things that worked during the pandemic. But were those good long-term things to invest in? You know, that's a great question. Um, what we found out is that people believe in more than just profits today. If there's a mission behind your business, if it's doing something great, if it's you know, providing for its community, you tend to get a very sticky customer. And if you're selling direct to them and you can communicate that mission, it outlasts just the pandemic. They, they feel like they're part of that community and they stay with you. That's what we learned. And so it's not just about making money anymore. That's okay. Profits are still cool. But that's how you stay in business and you hire people. But people want more. They want more. Like a company like Blue Land that took out the plastic waste of cleaning fluids. There's no bottle anymore. It's just a tablet. And people really got into that during the pandemic because mm-hmm. they couldn't buy this stuff. You remember, for a while, they'd mm-hmm. shut down even Walmart. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. needed a cleaning fluid, you got it direct from Blue Land. Now they're selling 50, 60 million a year direct to consumers that are into the mission of cleaning up the oceans. Mm. I saw one that you guys did that was a ring light. Because obviously people, even after the pandemic, ring lights got so popular during. But now I feel like people are never going to stop using ring lights. and something that... That's right. And that ring light company made one with a little star Mm -hmm. in your eye, reflecting in your eye. And I have that thing back. Wow. It's so cool. You stick it in front of you. And when you're doing your selfies, there's two stars in your eyes. Cool idea. Mm -hmm. Right. I was going to ask, what was the most successful company you invested in, in Shark Tank? In the history of the show, the biggest exit, it was one called Plated that was bought by Albertsons for $340 million. Mm-hmm. That was my deal. And um, there's about to be another one that'll get announced in the next few weeks that'll be the second largest. Uh, also my deal. So I'm getting very lucky with these things because, and again, they're ones that I never thought. I mean, this one that's about to happen, I'd love to tell you about it today, but I can't because it's, it's a public company that's buying it, was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe what it was and I did it because I thought it was great TV but it, it turned into a monster business a huge business and bingo 
Um, it's being acquired, and that woman is going to be very, very wealthy. Now, you wow. said the one you bought for 340000 What What did you want? Million. 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 Oh, million. Let's not make that million. mistake. Million. <laughs> million. Sorry. Sorry. We can get in on this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, there was a time when um, meal kits, people would ship an uncooked meal to your door, mm -hmm. and then you'd cook the food. Yep, so it was proportion. That got really big, and that was one of the biggest companies played. It was bought by Albertson because they wanted a digital version to what they did in a grocery store. Gotcha. And that was a huge deal, and that's when we began to realize that Shark Tank, the real secret sauce of Shark Tank and why it works year in, year out is the number one reason companies go out of business in America is they can never get their customer acquisition costs below the lifetime value, a fancy way of saying they advertise themselves into bankruptcy. Mm. They can't acquire customers. Now, with Shark Tank, you get 100 million eyeballs through syndication. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you even have a mediocre product, you're kicking it when you're on Shark Tank, but you gotta get a deal. Everybody thinks you can come on and not close a deal. Then you don't get updates. You don't get the benefit long term. You never show up again. And I think that's kind of what people have figured out about it. If they can get on Shark Tank and get into syndication, they're gonna be out there forever. Now question, when, when they come on Shark Tank, let's say they don't get a deal. The Shark Tank, or do you guys still get some type of percentage if they do so? Because, I mean, you guys are still advertising them on the show. Yeah, very shrewd question. There was a time when that was happening, but in season three, we killed that because it stopped good companies from coming on board. If they weren't guaranteed a deal, why are they giving up equity? Correct. And so in, in season four, we changed that policy, and that's when we started getting real companies with real shareholders, with real venture capitalists, and now we get all kinds of deals, and the deal sizes are huge. They're millions of dollars now. It used to be fifty grand here, a hundred thousand there. Now it's two, three, four, five million bucks. Do you have any regrets when you look back at maybe talking to a business owner and being really harsh with them? Because sometimes people are so passionate about their businesses, and then you can look back and say, "Damn, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way." They say you're the mean guy. No, I just tell the truth. And if you can't handle the truth, the real world's going to bite your hiney anyway. But sometimes it's wrong, right? No, nope, like I'm never some wrong. of those businesses have been successful. <laughs> I, look, you know, the point is, I just tell it the way I see it, and mm -hmm. and I think that is important. I think it's very disingenuous, and I say this to Barbara all the time, and and Lori, you're not going to give these people a dime, and you're telling them to go on and keep doing what they're doing when you know they're going to zero. Mm -hmm. So it's why are you doing that? Why don't you tell them the truth? You're, it, your idea sucks. It's going to zero. You're going to go bankrupt unless you stop. Go do something else. <laughs> but look, the girls from the Lip Bar were on. They're from Detroit, and they were on the show, and their business has been pretty successful, and they're doing well. They're in Target. They're in all these stores. They yeah, they rub that in my face even on billboards. All the time. They, yep, I saw the billboards <laughs> in Detroit. What's but the billboards that, say? It says, Mr. Wonderful's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just saw those because they had their 10-year anniversary. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Look, I'm, pr I'm proud of them for taking the heat. I'm proud that their entrepreneurs are successful. It's a wonderful thing to see that happen. Mm -hmm. But they were facing an almost impossible task because going into the cosmetics industry is so difficult to get market share. But they pulled yeah. it off. So look, you gotta, you got to applaud them. There's no question about it. But that is a tough space because the margins are so high that the competition is brutal. It's mm -hmm. just brutal. All right, we have more with Mr. Wonderful, a.k.a. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mr. O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. What are your thoughts on the fact that interest rates are shooting through the roof right now as far as mortgage rates, car loans, and, and bank loans right now, and, and inflation? How, how does that affect what's going on in the next couple of years? Well, the two biggest moves in inflation are self-inflicted wounds. One is energy costs, mm -hmm. four, five, six dollar gallon of oil or of gas, yes, uh -huh. 
we did that to ourselves. We shut down all the production. That was not smart. I think we figured that out. We're going to have to solve for that real fast because, you know, if you're looking at the midterm elections, this is a political issue now. In addition to that, food prices, so protein like chicken or, you know, fish or any of that, they're up 30, 40, 50 percent. That's because supply chain's broken. We can't get stuff from one port to another. Even now, it's still broken. And so half of this stuff will be tempered as the economy gets back in. I think half the inflation is kind of permanent, but half is supply chain. So I, I think things are going to be okay. Um, I think inflation in the back end of the year will probably settle back down from 8% down to maybe 5 which would be good. The Fed's going to raise another 50 basis points twice at least. So we're going to get up to 3 4% real cost of money, and it'll balance itself out. I don't see a disaster coming because this cycle we are in full employment. We, we have everybody working. You can't, you try and hire somebody right here in New York at a restaurant, forget about it. You can't get anybody to work mm-hmm. because they don't want to or they already have a job. So, you know, we're in a funky place right now. And you have a, you got a, a startup investing platform that allows people to become sharks and they can invest in new and upcoming companies, right? Start yeah. Engine? Yeah, this is something that came out of the Jobs Act years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government wisely decided, why is it that only really rich people can be involved in venture startups? like the guys that first invested in Google or in Apple, you know, or in Microsoft. They were traditional venture firms. Why can't we democratize this? And so what they created was an opportunity to do equity crowdfunding. And StartEngine's the biggest of that. So the way this works is you're a company, you're a startup, maybe you're in an underserved community, mm-hmm. right? And you want access to capital. You tell your story on a startup platform like StartEngine and hundreds of thousands of investors can make an investment in it, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, thousand bucks whatever they want they become founding shareholders beside you and it's done in a a really democratic way there's no preference share the trouble with venture capital is you want to raise three million bucks they say okay we have to be special shareholders we get our money back first we have a preference share we have control over you in ways that no one else has that sucks Mm -hmm. I don't understand why anybody do that to themselves and look I've been involved in venture capital my whole life and I know how the game works but bottom line is this is a new way to actually raise capital. Now, it got better just a few months ago when the government said, okay, it used to be the maximum you could raise was $1,070,000. Now, you can raise up to $5 million. And that's very competitive to what traditional hedge funds do, private equity funds do, Mm -hmm. venture funds. So now StartEngine, which is basically, look, I'm gonna be disclosed to you, I'm a paid spokesperson, but I'm also a shareholder in it. This thing works, I put my Shark Tank companies on this. So if they wanna raise dough, they go out there and say, look, I'm gonna raise two or three or four million dollars, and you can have a piece of it right beside me. That matters a lot, because you're gonna be just like me. we're, We're all equal on this journey together. And Start Engine itself, the engine platform itself is raising its own money on its own Start Engine. So if you wanna be an investor in the platform itself, they're raising around right now another $40 million on their platform. We've had people come up in and, uh, you know, try to crowdfund with Start Engine. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, fan, fan base did that. They, fan base did that. Yeah, because like you can, you can, if you already have customers, if you're selling a product or service and you've got, let's say, 10,000 customers or even 1,000 customers, you can go to them and say, look, I know you're using my product or service. How would you like to be a shareholder beside me? And you're going to find some large percentage say, hey, I'm happy to do that. And frankly, they have a very long-term view. Instead of saying, oh, I'm in a fund that I have to you know, get liquid in three years or five years, they may stay with it their whole lives. The guy that started this... Howard Marks came out of Activision. He was one of the co-founders of Activision. He gets the joke. He's been doing this a long time. And so he knows that startups, 
And when you invest in startups, you need diversification. I talked earlier about how you, you don't want to be too concentrated in any one deal. If you're investing in Start Engine, I recommend you buy seven or eight deals. Build a portfolio because you don't know what's going to work. Mm. Do you have to give up equity when uh, you, if you're on here and you're raising money from Start Engine? Yeah, of course. Okay. You're selling shares to shareholders, and you, but you, as the founder, set the price. Mm -hmm. so, and you determine what the market wants to do. You tell your shareholders, look, I'm going to do another round. I'm going to raise another three million bucks. But at least it's in a way that's very democratic and very diverse, and you get a lot of shareholders. Instead of having one VC shareholder that owns 30% of your company, you get 3,000 people. So they're like, that's why they call it equity crowdfunding. You've mm -hmm. got a real herd of people that care about your brand. I was going to ask, you know, you, you talk about in this music industry that everybody's a workaholic, right? They work hard, they outwork everybody, but you don't necessarily believe or hire workaholics. No, no. Why I not? don't I don't hire workaholics. I'll tell you why. If you look at, you know, productivity, in other words, great managers, great investors, great entrepreneurs, you're going to find a common trait, and I'll tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. And I I've, I've seen this happen over and over again. Ask that man or woman, you know, what they do with their spare time, if they have any. And you're gonna find out it's something in the arts or it's something in sports or it's something that has nothing to do with business because you need the balance in your brain of the you know the yin and the yang, <laughs> as I call it, between the chaos of the arts and the discipline of business, which is very binary. Either you make money, you lose it. And I found the greatest managers mm. for me are ex-dancers or artists or archers or you know, soccer players, or where they have some discipline in their life that they really struggled with early on. When you start dancing at four years old and you're still dancing when you're 32, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You're going in every day and it's in your head and that makes you very, very effective and that's what I find. So I'm always asking people, you know, what else do you do? Like you sound great on paper, but tell me about yourself. If they're a great guitarist or a violinist or a painter, that makes me very interested because all of the people I work with have some other discipline that they're very good with and my team is really efficient that way. They still get their job done, but they pursue other things that kind of gives them more productivity in their brains. That's what I think. Yeah. And it's, it's, look, I'm just doing what works for me. And the other thing that's happened to me over these 14 years on Shark Tank, the majority of my returns have come from companies run by women, 75%. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tend to invest in women entrepreneurs because they're very good at mitigating risk. You know, that old adage, you want something done, give it to a busy mother. That's true in business. I agree 100%. And, and, and the, the discipline that you talk of, I think that's why they're so successful as well. But could you could you expound on that? Because I love that jewel that you just gave. You said the chaos of the arts. And, yeah. And the, the, what is it? The, think, think about writing a song, you know, some of the greatest hits ever written. Um, I was listening to this documentary about the Bee Gees, one of the most successful mm -hmm. bands in history. There's only one brother left, but he was talking about one day they were on their way to the, their, their recording studio in Miami. And this was the time when they were doing Saturday Night Fever, which ended up being one of the biggest albums ever. And there's that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a track that has sort of a really funky riff in it. And the reason it happened was the tires were going over the Miami Causeway between metal grate and concrete, metal grate and concrete. So it started to get in a groove, and Barry was listening to it, and he, and he was, you know, just because it was just going over and over and over. And he walked into the studio and said to the drummer, I got this thing in my head. I just got out of the limo. Make this sound for me. And that turned into one of the greatest hits they ever had. Just chaos, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, just yeah. in a limo, listening to the grate on the wheel, the rubber wheel. That's the kind of thing that gives you productivity in business. Same thing. 
something hits your head, came out of the arts, and you apply that. Okay. Maybe you're coding, maybe you're doing something else. I think I'm a big believer in that. All right, we have more with Mr. Wonderful, a.k.a. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. So don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Mr. O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Yee. Now, on Shark Tank, how often do you invest in somebody who maybe their vision isn't quite there, but you like their personality? Is that something that w you would do, or is it strictly business? No, maybe you feel no. like they're charismatic, it could go somewhere, you can see them being a good spokesperson for something, you see the potential. Yeah, listen, I think it's all about the jockey, because if you, you think about, particularly this last two years, if you didn't know how to pivot, you went out of business. Mm. So you, you have to look at that entrepreneur knowing their business plan is full of they have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> and th they just don't know. I've never seen a business plan that didn't look terrific, right? Everything's going up to the right. Everybody's numbers are going to go through the roof. But that's not how it works. It happens. And you have to be able to deal with it. And that's why you need the arts. You know, you need some other aspects, some other place you can go in your head to solve these problems and figure out what is the path of least resistance to success. Because right now we're in a bear market. And a lot of companies used to have access to cheap capital don't have that anymore. Now they got to pivot. This is where they're really going to get tested. And I think that's important. It happens every seven, eight years. Now, you sharks get tested with each other sometimes when you guys are actually like uh, one of the uh, Shark Tank contestants that come up there. So what is something that you missed out on that you still kick yourself out uh, about to this day? Well, it's Ring. Everybody knows yeah. that deal. <laughs> and and, and uh, we're friends now. But I offered <laughs> I offered him the 600000 yeah. but he wouldn't take it. I, I put it out as debt. I was the only shark that believed in him. Um, I would have made about four hundred million on that deal. Goodness gracious! So that really sucks. But at the you know same time he did the right thing for him, and mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, Jamie, pretty good guy, and pretty get, good guy. Pretty it, good it, guy. Was <laughs> we, we was it was too much equity. Was it too much equity? Was that what it was? No, it? He, the problem was he was burning through so much cash that I knew he'd have to keep raising money, and I'd get diluted. So what I said to him was, look. Give me two and a half percent warrants. That's that's just my little you know, it's my, my little kiss. I'll give you six hundred thousand in debt for three years at seven percent, which I thought was a reasonable offer. He said, I don't want any debt. I said, Well, it's my six hundred thousand. Like you know, I, I'll take a little bit of equity, and you can go raise more. I know I'll get diluted, but at least I'll get my six hundred thousand back plus seven percent, which I thought was very reasonable. He didn't take the deal, mm -hmm. but it would have been a great deal for me, and it would have been a good deal for him. But it doesn't matter at this point. That's water under the bridge. I thought Barbara was on this show before the pandemic. What didn't she come? Yes, yeah, she was. You yeah. know how she got here? I bought her a new broom. She flew in. Because <laughs> the two of you go, the two of you go at it all the so, time. Yeah, but you guys love each other behind the scenes. We do actually. She's uh, we're both we're both cooks, and um, she's a very good cook actually. And we often uh, you know have dinner at her apartment. It's fantastic. She, we, we've been doing this together for fourteen mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really long time. So. All of us, you know, and, and we're very proud of what we've built. And it's an iconic platform in America, and it, and it creates millionaires and billionaires, hopefully, one day. And it helps us watching if we ever need to pitch something, because I watch Shark Tank all the time for when I have to do my pitches to know what to do and what not to do. Yeah, you know, there is something I would tell you um, that I've learned over these years. And it may sound crazy, but it's true. I'm sitting right in front of them when they walk out on the carpet. And what you don't know about the show is that um, when they step out, the floor director says, okay, stand right there. Because they need a jib shot and they need the steady cam to come over and get a shot of their product with the team standing there. And that takes about two and a half minutes to get it right. They'll keep shooting until they get it right. But they just have to stand there and can, can say nothing. 
I do this thing where I just look at them. I don't blink. I don't smile. I just look at them. And I watch their body language. And I can tell after about 90 seconds, winner, loser. Mm. The ability to present yourself physically without speaking a word, your presence, your aura is a big deal. It's a big deal because you only walk into a room and meet new people once. Mm. And they, they're looking at you, you're looking at them, and it's how you deal with that nervousness, that nervous energy. And I, I, I keep doing this. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's mean to me. I don't think so, though. Because I can tell the ones that push back, that have the guts to take the heat. Because now there's 26 cameras on them, the lights are on, they've been practicing in front of a mirror for two months, but now it's the real deal. And they're in there. And the camera's about to roll, and you can see them sweating bullets there. Because even the ones that think they had it nailed are dealing with the reality of being in front of, you know, billions of dollars, an opportunity of a lifetime. The world's going to meet them. Some of them don't make it. Some of them pass right out. You don't see that. But they're, they? oh yeah, oh, wow. they just. How many have passed out? We had to get a couple. Pulled. Really? Yeah. You know I how mean, it. Ha- you know yeah. that phenomenon when you're in a drum crew, a drumming on the football field. If you lock your knees for more than two yeah. and a half minutes, you're oh, going to pass, pass out. out. That's what happened. There was a guy who was six foot four in front of me, mm-hmm. and I st- I could start to see him. Days and all. Nosedive right into the cr- concrete, oh. like unbelievable. And we had we had to shut that set down. We had to get the harsh. medics in there. Goodness. He was okay. He was okay. No problem. But wow. Hey, stuff happens. Jeez. How'd you get the name Mr. Wonderful? That's very WWE. Yeah. Um, we think, and we haven't found the tape, that it, it might have been Barbara back in season one when I made some aggressive deal to somebody and, you know, she didn't like it. And she said, well, isn't that just wonderful? And I said, yeah, it is a wonderful deal. And it, it just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, or it could have happened before then. We're not sure. I, I, it might have been in a previous show. I don't know. But it, it's sort of, um, it's amazing because a lot of people don't know my name anymore. They just call me Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. Like I'll walk in, get picked up by a limo at LAX, and there's a sign saying Mr. Wonderful. And I say to the guy, do you know my name? He says, no idea. But you are Mr. Wonderful, aren't you? I say, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. Do you prefer being a solo investor or do you like when you guys team up? Much prefer solo. I like to control the deal, um, but sometimes it's a really hot deal. You're going to have to go in with other sharks if you want a piece of it. And then the teams, we've been working together. We have our own analysts and everything else, and they work out the deal and due diligence, and we paper it up. And uh, But, you know, I can do – the whole thing is my job for these investors is to get their story out there. So, you know, I've got a huge social media team. i got millions of followers. When I get into a product, because I believe in it and I use it, you know, something like uh, Banana Loca. I don't know if you saw that deal where you, you, you with the with the peel still on a banana, you can actually fill it with peanut butter, mm-hmm. which kids love because they take it in their, you know, lunchbox and they open it. They say, look, this, this, this banana grew up with peanut butter in it. And they just peel it off and it's already full of peanut butter or jelly, whatever it is. That looked like a really stupid product to me when I saw it. Mm-hmm. But boy, is that thing selling. <laughs> like, it's it's fantastic. Now, I'm in that deal with Cuban. We both liked it. So, had to put put it together. Yeah. And that's good. That, that we do a lot of stuff together. All right. Well, Kevin O'Leary, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> now tell them uh, the start engine, the, the site, so if people want to go to the site and possibly pitch their business. They yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Checking out startengine.com. Just the, the, the thing to do there is simply go to, the, to the, the website and look at all the deals. See how others are presenting themselves. Mm-hmm. Even underserved communities, everybody can raise money on there. It's not, it's not an exclusive thing for just, 
you know, venture capitalist. It's anybody that wants to raise capital for any business has any idea. And that's how it should be. That's how you democratize investing. But you get the reason you care about the platform is it has the one thing you need. It's got investors, hundreds of thousands of them every day combing, looking for another deal. Most of the guys that are, and women that are investing on there know that they want seven or eight deals. So they're looking for the next deal. Oh, I like that idea. I like that idea. I like that idea. I'm going to put a little bit of that into my portfolio. And they hold these portfolios on Start Engine. I, I can't, listen, I'm a big believer in it and it's it's growing. And if you want to invest in Start Engine itself, you can do it now because they're raising another round. So you can invest in in the mother engine itself, which I think is a great investment. And shout out All to right. Dawn Dixon from Popcom. She's on there too. She's been on the show before a couple of times. Yeah. And she's on Start Engine. I'm actually doing some stuff with her with her vending machines. Start Engine in the last, I'd say, you know, 18 months has really taken off. And primarily, I think it's because it went to the $5 million limit. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, everybody realized, whoa, this is for real. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Kevin O'Leary, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Breakfast Club, good morning. It's time, time, time. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Got my PrevNAR20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
for us. Wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Forbes has put out their list of the highest paid athletes of 2022. I feel like they do this every month. No, it's every year. <laughs> All right, so now who do you think is number one on that list? A soccer player. Definitely mm-hmm. some type of soccer player. Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know. Cristiano Ronaldo's number three. Oh, okay. LeBron's number two, by okay. the way. That sounds right. And number one is Lionel Messi. So those are the top three. He's a soccer three. player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we, we was right. Yep, absolutely. Kevin Durant made the list. Steph Curry. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, by the way, is number eight on the list with $90 million. Sounds right Where's to Tom me. Brady? Is Tom Brady anywhere He's number there? nine. No, no, no. And then Giannis is number 10 on that list. All right, so those are the highest paid athletes. Now, Naomi Osaka, she is leaving her agency, IMG, and she's launching her own sports agency. Her contract expired at the end of last year, and she did explore the possibility of renewing her contract, but then she decided she was going to go her own way. She said, I spent my career doing things my way, even when people told me that it wasn't what was expected or traditional. Evolve, that's the name of her agency, is the natural next step in my journey as both an athlete and businesswoman, as well as a way to continue being myself and doing things my way. My way. So congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, according to uh, Sportico's 2022 list of the world's highest paid athletes with prize money and endorsements, she's number 20 on the list. So she's worth $53.2 million. And that's from her prize money and endorsements. And she has equity in approximately 12 brands. And she also founded Kinlo, which is her own skincare company, her own swimwear and sleepwear lines as well. All right, Alfonso Ribeiro, he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he was uh, talking about a lot of different things, including people asking him to do the Carlton dance. You know, when he did the It's Not Unusual. (laughs) Here's what he had to say. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to do the dance or any (laughs) of that stuff. Thank God, thank God. You must want (laughs) to kill people when they ask you to do that, right? And You know, I won't say kill, but I, I, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't don't have a love for it like they do. (laughs) You know, I mean, I typically get asked to do the dance pretty much every day of my life if I go outside. For real. (laughs) Yeah, if I go anywhere, it's like, you know, I just randomly hear people, do the dance! Yeah. And you're like, I'm, I'm not dancing for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm a black guy. I'm just not dancing for you. <laughs> I feel you. The weird part for me is trying to understand what's happening in their head. Yeah. Right? Like, what makes you think that you're just going to ask a random person to dance for you? And they're going to be like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for the ass. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine I, doing that. He's not, front. And he's not I, a random person. If I see him, I, I, I would You would ask him. him. You, the Apache dance, though, I, I think I might have liked that one. I would definitely. Better. Y'all wouldn't People ask People be doing it. I feel like. I've seen you do the Apache dance, but yeah, yeah absolutely. But I would ask him because I would try to do it with him. I like that's no, what, that's, that's a famous. Well, dance. now you know. Don't do it. And you to, wouldn't do that. And to answer his question, he's not a random person. No. He's Alfonso Ribeiro, right. and 
the age of social media, yes, you do want to see Carlton and take the video with him so you can put it on your it's top not take. Unusual to be. I don't know what the hell you doing. You like yeah, you doing the ski dance? I can't do that dance. That's why I would I would ask him to do it. Mm-hmm. You that can do it. it. I don't even know what the hell you was trying to do. Just I now. was trying to do the Alfonso or whatever dance. The Carlton dance. The Carlton dance. Okay, yeah, it's not his real name. It's this character. Oh yes, yeah. But I would let's ask not him. forget he was a tap dance kid, right? <laughs> so he's a tap dancer as well. And, and white people really do need to be cautious of that. Don't be walking up on no black man asking me to dance. Dance, <laughs> dance, dance, boy. No. All right, Rod Wave. According to the Tampa Bay Times, they reported that he's accused of choking his ex girlfriend on April 24th while their two children were in the home. The uh, unidentified victim had a scratch located near the left center of her neck. She told police she had been asleep in her bed when he walked in and choked her until she couldn't breathe. She said she dated Rod Wade for four years. They have two children together and that he attacked her after accusing her of talking to other men. The couple's two children were in their own bedroom when the alleged incident occurred. A rep for Rod Wave declined to comment on the situation when Complex reached out to them. All right, now Ghostface Killer. He has his own day in New York City. He was awarded a proclamation by Mayor Eric Adams during a ribbon-cutting ceremony for his Killer Coffee Shop. He has his own coffee shop in Staten Island, and they did thank him for his contributions to music. So congratulations to Ghostface for having his own coffee shop. You know I love to see that. Dropping the clues bombs for Ghostface Killer, my favorite MC of all time. And also getting his own day. So now May 9th is officially Ghostface Killer Day. Okay. (laughs) I love to see it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, four after the hour, man. Let's let's have a conversation about karma. We all have uh, various definitions of karma. Um, this story that I have, I think it's a good. I think it's a good example for all of our definitions. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here for my friends at The General Insurance. Switch to The General and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to find out more. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency in Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, donkey, that's time for the donkey of the day. That's pretty really funny. Charlamagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, May 12th, goes to a 60-year-old Trenton, South Carolina man named Joseph McKinnon, okay? Uh, salute to South Carolina. You know that's the crib. That's home. Now, before we go, in, before we go any further, mm-hmm. it's very important to note that Joseph McKinnon is deceased, okay? He's dead. I can't believe you're giving a deceased man donkey today, Charlemagne. Well, it's a teachable moment. Okay, and for the past week, there's been a lot of discussions about a deceased man, and that man uh, was named Kevin Samuels. I didn't watch Kevin Samuels' videos. Uh, I've actually only seen one in my life, and that's when he was asking some man if he had a big penis. Okay, I, I know he was polarizing, but anyone who gives their opinion for a living usually is. But that's not what we're here to discuss this morning. There was a conversation about whether or not Kevin Samuels' death was karma. I saw people saying, oh, it's karma. He got what he deserved for talking about black women in this way. And it made me realize that folks don't really know what karma is. The dictionary defines karma as the sum of a person's actions, okay, in this and previous states of existence. Viewed as deciding their fate in future existences in informal uh, an informal definition is destiny or fate, okay, following as effect from cause. Personally, I believe that karma is simply action, okay? I do believe that karma is cause and effect, 
there are actions and then there are consequences to those actions. I don't believe karma is out of our control. I don't believe karma is indirect. For example, let's say uh, I help an old lady cross the street. That doesn't mean I'm going to end up randomly finding a bag of money, you know, later on in life because I did that, you know, good deed. All right. I like what the Buddhists say, and that is karma is an action, not a result. All right. The future is not set in stone. You can change the course of your life right now by changing your intentional acts and self-destructive patterns. If you've been listening to me, then, you know, I'm in therapy. You know, I'm big on investing in your mental wealth, but not just mental health, your spiritual well-being. OK, spiritual development is very important to me. It's one of the core foundations of my personal development. And karma plays a key role in that. But karma is not what y'all think it is. OK, if you do something negative, that doesn't mean that something negative has to happen to you. If that's the case, then why do bad things happen to good people? Huh? Only good things should happen to good people, right? I believe that karma is based on your actions and thoughts in every single moment. Now, Kevin Samuels, his death might have been karma, okay? But it was karma probably based on whatever he was doing in that moment. They said he died from cardiac arrest. I told y'all, heart disease is the number one killer of black people. What causes cardiac arrest? When a diseased heart's electrical system malfunctions, what causes heart disease? Well, a lot of lifestyle choices, all right? Diet, uh, smoking, not exercising, a lot of things lead to high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So when you say a man, you know, saying things you don't agree with about another person led them to have a heart attack and that's karma, no. Karma is action, not fate. It's an action, not a result. That's what the word karma means, action. Okay, not fate. In Buddhism, karma is an energy created by willful action through thoughts, words, and deeds. We are we are all creating karma every minute. Okay, and the karma we create affects us every minute. You smoking a cigarette right now? You waking up eating something you know your doctor told you not to eat? Hell, you waking up and haven't been to the doctor in years? Those are your actions, and you will have to deal with the consequences of those actions later in life. All right, that's the karma you're creating for yourself. Now, I'm saying all that to say in terms of someone dying... Because of karma, today's donkey is a great example. It's a great example of whatever you might think karma is. I started this off by telling you that Joseph McKinnon is dead. And guess what? He suffered a heart attack. See? Here you go, Uncle Charlotte. Here you go, Brother Leonard. Contradicting yourself per usual. You said a heart attack couldn't be karma. That's not what I said. I said I believe it's the karma you create for yourself. But if I wanted to point to a situation that could be considered karma, by my standards, being in action and social media standards, oh, this would be the example. Let's go to people.com for the report, please. A South Carolina man who allegedly killed his girlfriend died of a heart attack while burying her in their yard. According to reports from local Fox affiliate WHNS, the Edgeville County Sheriff's Office says they believe 60-year-old Joseph McKinnon strangled his girlfriend, 65-year-old Patricia Dent, inside their home on Saturday. But deputies were called to the residence after reports of an unresponsive male lying in his yard and arrived to find McKinnon's body. According to WHNS, medical personnel were unable to revive him. Sheriff Jody Rowland says while on the premises, authorities found a freshly dug hole and a second body, that of Dent, inside it. Investigators believe McKinnon attacked Dent in their shared home, then bound her and wrapped her in trash bags before putting her in the pit. An autopsy confirmed mm. she died by strangulation, while deputies say McKinnon's death occurred after he had a cardiac event while covering the pit. Now, this is the example of karma that proves all our definitions of karma correct, okay? I believe karma is action, so he killed this woman. 
then tried to bury the woman in the backyard and had a heart attack and died while digging the grave. If your old ass wasn't doing such strenuous activities as strangling women and then trying to bury, uh, uh, dig a grave to bury her in it, you'd be alive today, maybe. Okay, and no telling, you know how he'd been, how he had been living. All right, he might have been smoking, drugs, alcohol, bad eating, no physical activity, and then all of a sudden you think you're gonna go out in the backyard and dig a grave after murdering someone? I've never murdered someone, but I would think strangling someone with your bare hands and killing them takes a lot out of you. All right, and if you want to look at karma as, hey, you do something bad and something bad happens to you. You right too with this situation. This situation is a great example of both definitions of karma. If you are like me and you think karma is a spiritual principle of cause and effect, where intent and actions of an individual influence the future of that individual, this is it. All right. Nobody told him to scramble that woman and then go dig a grave. You reap what you sow, but that's not all of it. Your actions and thoughts affect how you live your life and they might affect how you die. In this situation, we definitely have a case. Please let Remy Ma give Joseph McKinnon the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb. Whatever you think karma is, mm. this situation uh, absolutely could prove both of us right. Absolutely. Both of those definitions right. All right, well, up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. What's your question for Yeezy? Um, so the situation is, um, I've been in a relationship for maybe like seventeen years. And during my relationship, we had like different sexual interest and um i thought i'm like a doctor matrix i really i like control in the bedroom and um he seemed like he was into it i like to turn them out but i don't really like when they're into it so i've been noticing more and more where they are um he is like hooking his booty out or it's like hanging mm-hmm. and I'm kind of not interested in, no, in it no more so I want to know how do I bring up the conversation with him without hurting his feelings or demasculating him so, that so wait let me wrong. so Sorry. the problem is that you're a dominatrix right but he's enjoying yes. it too much I want to say yes that is the problem Okay, you want and him. You want him to be like anymore. It's like, are you really now like interested in that, or you know? Okay, so in the beginning, he wasn't enjoying it. No, he was. I, I like, like I said, I like to turn him out. So he was like, heck no, stay away from that area. What do you think this is? Kind of like. Okay, so you mean with anal, like putting something in his? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, you said the goal is to turn someone out. It worked. <laughs> Yeah, I did. So now that so, you turned him out, you're bored. But the thing is, we are life partners, and I don't know if this is going to mess up our actual relationship. Well, as a dominatrix, maybe you need to find something else to do to him next to turn him out on. Elaborate. <laughs> I mean, okay, look. What other things do you do as a dominatrix in this relationship? Because I guess the dynamic now is messed up, right? As a dominatrix, 
he's supposed to be like, no, I don't want that. I don't like that. He's resistant. But now he's like, yes, bring it. Do it to me. Peg me. Yes. And <laughs> like I said, for that, <laughs> Do it to me, I noticed baby. that he took his booty out before I'm ready to actually take it. And I'm like, mm. Right. Now this is, down. now wow. this feels like something we both enjoy and it wasn't supposed to be like that. It's so wrong. So are there, are there other things that you do to him in, in that situation, that relationship to, uh, you know, maybe there's something else you could do where you're stepping on him with the high heels, maybe a little light whooping, anything like that? Yeah, we we do a little role play of, you know, I want to say sleep and, or patient. We do, like, little role plays. But, like I said, it's just more of now. Mm-hmm. Like, if we regular doing regular sex, he's ready to shoot his fishy out. Oh, so okay. Wrong, what if you use a bigger dildo? What are I we did. talking about? She did. This is so I wrong. <laughs> Why is it wrong? Men do not let women play in your butt unless they're willing to make a real commitment to you. Okay? Yeah, I mean, he gave you the butt, and now all of a sudden now, it's too far. Guys, this is, this is bad. Z, okay? Yes. <laughs> are they? They're not married, right? Actually, we are married. What? <laughs> he gave you his butt, and now you're saying it's too much. <laughs> you mad because you turned me out because I like it? You know, the, but the problem is that you did turn him out and got him to like something that he was resistant to at first, and now you don't like it anymore. So, I mean, what can you do? It's, it worked. Oh, Take that man, mama. Give some suggestions. If not, like, I'm, I'm really feel like I'm in a hard place because I don't want to say to him, I don't want to do it anymore. And like I said, I'm the one that started right, this yeah. whole but um, but, but. <laughs> oh, maybe you could do maybe you could do the opposite now, right? And torture him by not doing it. Oh man! <sighs> what you don't do to another man's butt, somebody else, somebody will. else will. Solomon <laughs> <laughs> uh, was just. I mean, is already. it is it that you don't want to peg him anymore at all? Correct. What if he acted this like he doesn't? So what if he acted like he doesn't like it now, moving forward, and you let him? Should I ask him to, like, resist a little bit more? Yeah, tell him. Like, tell him, like, look, the dynamics of what this was is not what it is now, and this is what I need you to do for me to feel turned on. Mm-hmm. He yeah, might actually enjoy that, too. That's not fair, Mama. If he likes something, and now all of a sudden y'all supposed to be a couple, y'all supposed to enjoy each other. Well, she's not enjoying it. But he is. You right, but he, he might enjoy also doing the role-playing of acting like this is his first time doing it. He didn't want to do it in the you, first you place. Know but he, 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 he broke down for her to do it, and now when he actually likes it... If he wants like, it, he might have to play along. You know why a lot of men don't like butt play? Because they feel like it makes them feel like less of a man, right? It makes them feel like... A, a sucker, Tell right? Us. So, so now yeah. I've been vulnerable with you. You turned me out, mm. and now you telling me to stop acting like a bitch. Well, guess who turned me into one? <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, have you communicated any of this to him? Um, slight hints, but not very direct. Saying, you know, this is how I feel at this current moment. How can we make a change? Well, be direct. You're a dominatrix. Be direct, okay? And tell him, look, this ain't fun for me no more. Before it was a resistance situation, you ain't wanted. Now you tooting it up. Toot that thing up, daddy, make it roll. (laughs) What if I'm not seeing it, like, in our regular household situation? Like, it seems like I have to take control of everything. And it's like, is that from the... The way of our bedroom mm. action is, and now it's like I don't want to call him bitching out because that's I, it's, I don't want to downplay who he mm-hmm. is because he's far from a um, 
female dogs, but like he's very now soft or he's not taking control as a, I think, a man in the household. This is so wrong. So he might think this is what you want. And if you haven't communicated mm-hmm. that you don't like it, he might think this is the dynamic that you wanted. Well, Char- Charlamagne did say something real true. What you don't do, somebody else will Stop do. Stop it, guys. It's the truth. You turned him on to it, so he likes Listen, it, he enjoys it. you need to let him know that this is not working for you and this is not what your intention was so he can take charge in certain situations again. This is why men don't open up. Our hearts are our butts to people. <laughs> because of situations like this. All right? But the main you thing is that you're not telling him right what, it, what it is that you need. You got to let him know. But she wanted it at first, and he didn't want to do it at first, and then he finally opened up and did it. Envy. And got turned out. Envy, and now you and your assless like chaps just be quiet. Why are you doing that? That's foul. <laughs> All right, so listen, talk to him, okay? I'm sorry. You got to work through this. You I, you begged to play in my butt. I let you play in my butt. Now I'm, you looking at me like I'm soft. Let's just keep that. <laughs> This is crazy. This, this is this is so crazy. Okay. This is, this is toxic femininity. What's his number? We need to call him. No, stop it. This is toxic oh femininity. God. I don't think I want to put him on a spot. Yeah, don't do it. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is toxic femininity. Ashley, we have no problem answering any questions. That's okay? foul. He this opened is foul. Up, he opened up for her. He finally, he enjoys it now, and now she's just going to take it back. This sounded too personal, Y'all say y'all can't get men to communicate. Right. We open up. Then y'all tell us y'all don't like what we say. You say we don't share our emotions. We open up up. our hearts. Y'all break our hearts. Y'all say y'all we don't want, like, butt play. We open our butts. Now, look. You take it back. You guys have been too into Ask Yee these past couple of days. This is crazy, Yee. Yee, this is crazy. This is foul. These toxic women that are calling this radio station. We need to protest. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Yee. 800... I'm going to get a butt hat. I'm going to get a butt cheek hat. To go. 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there... 
keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the breakfast. I don't know how you beat these last couple of calls you've been getting. Yee, I don't. I don't know. Like these calls are amazing. Listen, Hello? we don't have no problem answering anything. Hello. Like I said. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your name? My name is Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Kiki. Um, I'm excited to hear what you got to talk about today, Kiki. What's going on in your life? Man, it's like coming full circle talking to y'all again. So, Uh-oh. good morning, first DJ NV Angela. Good morning, Charlemagne, Uncle Char. Um, So I had talked to you guys like two years ago. Um, At the time, I had just lost my son. Actually, it'll be two years tomorrow that my son passed away. And at the time, I was married, and it was really an unsupportive marriage. I remember. Just realized my husband was a narcissist. And so I took the advice that you guys gave because you guys are pretty much telling me like the decision I need to make. And I did. I got divorced. I left Minnesota. I moved to Texas and I've been really happy and in a peaceful place. Did work on myself, had a therapist, all the things that I should do, you know, to help me heal from the death of my son and then uh, divorce. So fast forwarding to now, um, I've finally gotten to the place where I feel like I'm ready to date again. Um, I made myself a profile on Bumble, and I actually found somebody that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And But I'm rusty, you know, after right. it's been a while, and you kind of swore off men and dating and all that kind of stuff. So I'm interested in this person, and I'm like, how do I, you know, not seem thirsty and, you know, kind of put it out there that I'm interested in him without, you know, I'm an alpha female. I get what I want, but I don't want to, you know, start a situation where I want to be pursued, you know? So I'm just trying to figure out what do I do in that space. So he's on Bumble, apparently, to also date, right? Yeah. So that's what he's there for. That's what you're there for. And anytime you date somebody, it may or may not work out, but you should at least have a good time and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And you might be overthinking it and putting too much pressure on yourself. 
You know, I understand okay. that you're rusty. You haven't been out there in a while, and that's fine. Honestly, like, he might love that about you because, you know, right now, I'm sure you are vulnerable. You probably have your guard up. You haven't done this in a while. So take your time and don't feel like you go on a date and this has to be the be-all, end-all. You're putting yourself back out there. You're realizing what you like. You're realizing what you'll never do again. So mm -hmm. just allow yourself some time to go out. The goal should just be to have a good conversation and a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, and then you don't have to worry about that until things progress or they don't. But the worst thing that could happen is it's not for you and he doesn't work out. And now you're back, you know, dating on Bumble. But I feel like don't uh, wait. Don't give up any options that you might have. You know, stay on there until you figure out what's going on in this situation. You're putting yourself out there. He's there to date, too. So you guys, you know, is he interested in you? Is he willing to go on a date? Yeah, we've been we've met each other twice. Okay, it's only been like a month since we met each other, and I like everything about him. I think he's fly. He's only forty three. He's already retired. He's a bio, uh, microbiology in, uh, major, Air Force. You know, so he's got all the qualifications that like you know spark my interest. Mm -hmm. But I, I I want him to lead. You know, at the same time. So I'm just like, you know, I get advice from coworkers like, girl, no, let him come to you, and then. Other people like, you better call him, girl. This Houston is, every, you know, two to one here, this and that. So I'm like, okay, what do I do, you know? <laughs> do what you feel like doing. If you feel like calling him, call him. Mm -hmm. If you feel like okay. you're doing two to And also, don't give up your other interests and things that you have going on. You still need to have a life. So while you may want to mm -hmm. see him and do that, there's nothing wrong with you calling him. You guys have been communicating. You've been out two times. Does he call you also? It's it's like I hear from him maybe once a week or so, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool too. But I'm like, okay, since I know inside, I'm like, I'm I feel like he could be somebody I wouldn't mind like dating. Okay. You know, well, why don't you can also make a plan. You can say, hey, I really want to go see this movie, or I really wanted <clears> to do this, or I want to try this restaurant. You know, you have any time this week to go, and you can just give him some indication because sometimes, you know, a lot of times with guys, you gotta like really be a, a little bit more proactive sometimes they might think i don't want to come on too strong and now y'all both playing games right and that's what somebody told me and i'm like okay so i need to turn up the heat just the smidge to let them know that i am interested yeah and you're smart you'll know if he's like oh i'm not available this week or next week that means he's not really interested but if you're like hey let's go try this restaurant and he's like okay what about thursday then yes he's interested <laughs> Okay, cool. Because that's what's been happening. Like, I'll hit him up and he's like, oh, let's go have dinner. I'm like, I don't want to be the lead role, though, you know, in, in us talking. But if that's what's going to help initiate it, then okay, I got it. Well, you know what? You're in Houston, right? I am. Oh, here go everywhere. His car show. That's right. All right. <laughs> a good place to find a man will be the car show June 19th, okay. Father's Day weekend in that's Houston. Good, Why don't you bring him? Ask him if he idea. wants to go to the car show. <laughs> That is a good idea, too. Thank y'all. And can I just give a shout out? So so I'm new here and I'm working on a venture um, since I left Minnesota. I'm trying to create affordable housing for people of color. So I'm going to go to the mobile home investors in June and meet them. They're from Illinois. So I have an IG. I'm Sweecy80 on there, Kiana Carrington. Um, I love myself foundation named after my son. And if anybody's interested in buying land and creating some affordable housing, please hit me up. I moved into a different phase of my life and it's go time. And I'm excited about it. So, Let's go. Thank you guys for <laughs> taking my call. And thank you for the advice two years ago. 
I like hearing everything you guys are doing, and I just uh, am really grateful to have gotten through again. So oh. thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much, and I'll see you at the car show. And you sound amazing. Right. You sound like an amazing <laughs> person. You. Oh, I am, Angela. It just took me some time to realize, so. <laughs> no, that's right. All right. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and since we're talking about dating, we'll tell you what famous actress says she went out with 50 people in one year and even had to have some FBI help on one of her uh, dates. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a crazy show, man. No, it's you. It ain't me. You. <laughs> It if I show you my text, my text is just wow. Oh. No well, context, shout out to Miss Mika on Instagram. She just posted a part Salute of to Miss Mika. <laughs> you have to do the uh, don't play gay bill because it's getting too out of hand, man. You got people running up on me in the street. I told you I was in, I was in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. This little young boy. This little, he was a young boy. He goes, yo, Charlemagne, word to my dad. You give him sexy, my boy. <laughs> what did you reply with? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know if that was a threat. I didn't know what was happening. Okay. So you didn't say thank you? I didn't know what to say. Well, well the guy that does audio at, at my crib, he just texted me, bigger dildo? Okay, okay, there's okay, no reference okay, to that. okay. What do you see in your no house? No context? Where's the, the context? Then, uh, <laughs> what do you see in your house? My, my homie, the, one of my barbers just texted me, just, just texted me out the blue. Peg me? Like, is, this, this... is he asking you? No, man, he's put me in that group chat, man. Yeah, but you got to be there. more clear when you talk about what's happening. Yeah, if you're not, I want to be in that group chat. Don't tell us your barber texted you, peg me. In your cable guy, you said? <laughs> Who'd you say? Who'd you say? Like the, the audio at the crib and the camera. Man, put me in that group chat, no, man. man. Tag me in, man. No, man. All I know is if you go through your phone and see those messages. What? What? <laughs> you know what? Let's get to the rumors. I hate y'all. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Kendrick Lamar has revealed the cover artwork for his new album, mm. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm. That album is coming out on Friday the 13th. Mm. We all know we heard the song The Heart Part 5 with the music video that came along with it. And y'all saw the uh, cover artwork with, I guess he has a new child, a new baby too. So he has two kids and his wife in the picture with him. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I mean, there's four albums I was really anticipating this year. One was uh, Pusha T. Um, definitely Kendrick Lamar and I'm anticipating Killer Mike's new project in uh, the Queen Rhapsody but I cannot wait till tomorrow mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna stay up like it's a, a late playoff game like a West Coast playoff game yeah so we cannot wait to, to hear this just out of nowhere that's gonna be I feel like the biggest album of the year if I'm late to work tomorrow mind your damn business oh boy okay. that ain't got nothing to do <laughs> that, that ain't no excuse we'll get up early mean? I'm old All right, R. Kelly's Chicago trial date has been set for August 1st, despite his lawyer's request for a three-month extension. So that's when that will commence. Uh, And he is facing life, just to FYI. So uh, his lawyer was hoping that she would have additional time to prepare for the case, considering that she was hired relatively late to vindicate her client. But they did deny that request on Tuesday, they said that the case is three years underway, has already faced endless delays, many of which were brought on by the pandemic. All right, Rebel Wilson uh, from Pitch Perfect, you know Rebel Wilson. Um, she appeared on the You Up podcast and she talked about her dating life. Now, right now, she's happily in a relationship, but she said in 2019, that was her year of love and she went on dates with more than 50 people. 
And I think I went out with about 50 people like in that one year, but it was more like some of them were just like one date and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> but but I deliberately wanted to push myself and and date a whole bunch of people and and to get that experience, which I know is in, in itself is not normal, but to me it actually really helped me in finding like what I what I was liked and what I didn't like. And and it was just like, and it was a fun thing. And I don't think anybody got hurt by it or anything it was just like and nobody else knew just me and my close friends knew it's not like I told people oh anyone who asked me out on a date I'll go out with them it was more just like I I secretly knew if anyone asked me I get yeah I'm like yes okay so you said no to no one no yeah nobody all right in addition to that she Mm -hmm. said that she went on dates with the whole spectrum of people but it was weird. Like I did went on some dates with some billionaires and then also with like some people that had nothing. Uh, like it was a whole, right. There was the full spectrum of people. That's kind of incredible. I feel like everyone should do that to figure out like what they're looking for. Cause yeah. sometimes you think you know what you're looking for and you actually don't. I think it's the most normal thing in the world. You say it's not normal. I, I, I agree with it. You're getting reps. Yeah, I was like, because I really, yeah, I just felt like, oh, God, for a woman my age. And at that point I was like 39 and I was like, you know, I really wanted a relationship, but I didn't know, like, I'd, I'd only had a few small relationships. And so I was like, I'm going to just get more practice in, in dating. I don't think you should give everybody access to your energy like that, though, because that feels like there's no boundaries whatsoever. You just go kick it with anybody you know funny you say that because she even had to ask the fbi for help on one of her dates the last person i went out with on the app i did get the fbi to like check them out (laughs) yeah just to make sure like yeah like they were that there was nothing and there was actually something in their past come on what was it yeah yeah it was an assault charge okay all right well i I just want to say this So she yeah, is. She is vetting these people. Yeah. Well, that one person, she mm. said, um, she had them check them. But she is in a relationship now. She actually met somebody through a friend. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, the People's Choice Mix is next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. In Houston, H-Town, I can't wait to see you guys. The 19th Father's Day. You're looking for something for your dad to do. You're in the area. Come on down. We're going to have a lot of time for a lot of fun for our car show June 19th. All right? Father's Day weekend. So get your request. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're a true music lover, you live for that connection with your favorite music and artists. Now, thanks to One Of and the NFT revolution, that connection is about to get much deeper. Learn more about One Of, the new green NFT platform built for the music community at oneof.com. WWPR FM HD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, shout out to Mr. Wonderful for joining us this morning. Mr. Wonderful, he's not a porn star. He's not a wrestler. He's uh, from Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, you know I love Shark Tank. I watch that all the time. When I'm at home and I'm like, what is it to watch? Shark Tank is always on. And also, let me shout out to, uh, first and foremost, uh, Paramus Police and State Police out in Paramus. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job out there. And also the 47th preset here in the Bronx. When we telling that story, are we going to tell that story tomorrow? We'll tell that story one day, but not maybe not one tomorrow. Day. Not tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, they got to get one more guy. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to the 47th preset. Appreciate what you guys have done and that bravery that you guys put in. I, I, I respect it and, and I appreciate you guys, all right?
And also, shout out to Nick Cannon. I'm going to be on a Nick Cannon show today, all right? So definitely check it out. And don't forget, uh, Real Life, Real Love, the book me and my wife wrote together is out right now. If you haven't got it, pick it up on Audible or Nick pick Cannon, up the hardcover. Nick Cannon and DJ Envy together. That's 72 kids <laughs> combined up. between the both of them. Shut okay, up. that's two NBA playoff teams <laughs> together. <laughs> Coaches include. My goodness. All right, but check me on the show today, all right? Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now it's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. And the positive note comes from one of my favorite voices, man, uh, Nadra Tawab Glover. You know, I love her book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And I just reposted this on my Instagram, and I want to share it with the listeners this morning. Um, Nadra said, a little secret from a therapist. Toxic forgiveness is an unhealthy way that people pretend to be unharmed over it or forgetful of the offense. Forgiving to keep the peace or people-pleasing is not healthy for your mental health or your relationships. Take time to process your pain, slowly rebuild trust, and decide if you need to show up differently in the relationship. Forgiving and forgetting is not a realistic approach to move forward. And she has an exercise to go with this. She says, repeat after me. It's okay that I'm not over things that hurt me, and I don't need to pretend. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.